like Bernie Williams in the lineup. No music. We just go right into it. What is <laughs> up, everybody? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Empire 161 Show. Happy opening day, everybody. Woo! My name is Mr. Tim Tom. As always, my co-host, this, this, I'm on this right now, this guy, Mr. Ed Camus. What's going on, Ed? What's up, Tim? What's going on? How's it, how did you enjoy your opening day? I mean, nah, besides, man, I know, I know we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> well, well, the game sucked, but everything else is pretty cool. The weather was a little shitty for an opening day, but what do you expect? It's New York. We don't have weather. We don't have seasons. We have, like, just crazy-ass weather. Yeah, pretty much. I'll, I'll get into um, – we'll, we'll probably jump right into that. Oh. Wow. We have – we got a, a quick thing before we even jump into it. Wow, this guy is quick. Uh if Andre Braves fan here. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate that. It's it's all good, man. I'm not I'm not, I'm not wearing my name all to say World Series hat. All good. Yeah, so uh opening day, great day, holiday. Well, it should be anyway. Um yeah, I said let's just I want to just jump right into opening day then. You were at opening day today. So first of all, I want I want to hear about the uh Give me the vibe. Twenty percent were allowed in Yankee Stadium today. You had to go through a jump through a bunch of hoops to get into the stadium. Tell me what was it like? How happy were you to be back, considering you were gone an entire year? And uh, yeah, tell me. Give me the vibe of the stadium today. Um, tell the truth. So, uh, Tim, you know the deal. We talked about it last year, which is this is the first time we've actually one of us have gone to a game and we did a show. So this is this is actually pretty unique for us. Mm -hmm. Um. The vibe was pretty exciting, man. You could tell everyone was just jolly and happy to be there. Like, we actually – Tim knows the whole routine I go through. Like, I get to the stadium early to get free parking in the street because I don't want to pay $45 for parking. So we found a spot, one, two, three, on that one hill quick. You know the drill. We've You've done it with me plenty of times. I get my spot right there. We walk right into – we walk right to gate two. You know the drill as usual. We have a whole routine. And – um you know, they they there wasn't a, a ton of people out there, which 20% capacity, you can kind of understand that. And they just kind of asked you for, hey, you know, do you have your proof for your COVID test? Because here in New York, we have to do, you know, uh, within 72 hours, you got to produce a negative test. Um, and, you know, we we did that. I showed them the paper. Uh, they, they saw that. And then they kind of just stroll on. You stroll on to the next person. And then the next person goes over. They take your temperature quick. Boom, that's good to go. Uh, then it's the usual, you know, it's the usual, take your stuff out of your pocket, go through the metal detector. Uh, they scan your tickets then, which now it's all mobile. No paper tickets this season whatsoever. It's all on your phone now. I'm curious to see if that continues no, though. No, no money either, right? No money. Everything's card. Yeah. Not touching nobody. They're really going, there's no contact thing. Yeah, and, and, and to tell you the truth, it's this isn't like uh, we talked last time. I've been to a couple of Ranger games already, too. It was very similar to that type of thing uh, where they just want to make sure everything is contactless, everyone can distance and everything. Um, so, yeah, so the, your tickets are on your phone. You get that. Stroll through. We got our food. No cash. So you go ahead and you either use your phone or use your card. Uh, it's good to go. Uh, the the um, ushers that were there, there wasn't like a ton of them. But they were pretty much just kind of having this like flip sign that one of them had like the a smiley face with a mask on, and the other side said thank you. So I guess it was just kind of like flipping it around and say, hey, you know, you should probably put it on because you are allowed to take your mask off to eat and drink and stuff like that. They're not going to expect you to 
eat and drink through a mask. That just doesn't make sense. But it, it was fine. But you can kind of tell everyone was walking by everybody. Hey, happy opening day and stuff like that. And it, everyone was just smiling. It was it was a very, very jolly, jolly crowd we had there. Um, and the energy, it is what it is. I don't know how it come, came across on TV. Um, but it's, you know, I, they, they were cheering. People were cheering. Two-strike clock was going. People banging on the seats and everything. Roll call was in effect, which the bleacher creatures from when I had saw, because I was sitting in 423 upstairs in the grandstand. Not my usual seats, but a slightly over by third. No distancing going on there. They got together and they're doing their clap and everything like that, which whatever, it's fine. I mean, if you had a negative test to get in the building and, and everything, then so be it. Either that or you actually can show proof that you've been fully vaccinated for 14 days before, which, you know, I'll make that on Monday. Monday is my day. So when I go back on, um, when I go to the stadium on Tuesday, uh, was, I think I was probably going to be going with Jerry. Uh, I'll be able to just show on my phone, hey, I've been vaccinated. It's been 14 days. No more. Uh, showing a, a negative test going forward. So that's cool. They, they've opened that up to make it easier. So I think as as time goes on, things will, you know, start to normalize. But they're they're trying. They did what they had to do. There's hand sanitizer all over the place, uh, contactless stuff the, the in the bathrooms. Uh, the stalls are each closed off, every other one, and the urinals, same type of thing in the sinks and stuff. Are they doing that type of thing at your job yet, or or how how is it going from there? My job, yeah, it's like, on my job too. One urinal, one stall, one this, one that. It's pain in the balls. Yeah, so that, that's kind of good though. My job's not full. Of... So, I'm sorry. What was that? Crazy. So my okay. job's not fully opening until July. They're not. They're not okay. playing around. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too with my job. It's a lot of working from home until things can open up and stuff. But we got they got the stadium also had like the stickers on the floor with one arrow going one way and one arrow going the other. Uh, let me think. The the elevators, the freight elevators that we love, that is one of I think that's we both agreed is our favorite addition when the new stadium opened was mm -hmm. to get upstairs and downstairs in like under a minute. Uh under 30 seconds, it seems like at times. But there was like uh hey, four person uh max in the elevators as well with 20% capacity. It wasn't a problem. Everyone was kind of going in and out. Um but yeah, it was it was overall it was cool. Not all the stands were open. Uh, all the, the food stands, they had a lot of them open, but a lot of the small carts weren't there. People weren't walking around, you know, uh, the Cracker Jack guy wasn't there, you know, things like that. No one was walking around selling food. Um, what else was there? Huge, by the way, awesome addition. They had the King's Hawaiian stand where they, I think they make like bread and stuff mostly. They have a bucket. Tim's a huge fan of the bucket too. The the bucket deal that they have at the stadium. I love they had you love the bucket. You are all bucket about the bucket. <laughs> yeah, we, we got we went bucket today. We went with the bucket. We did chicken sliders, and they brought in uh, Chickies and Pete's uh, is also in the stadium now. So we got crab fries. We got seasoned nice. fries with the bucket. Have you ever been to Chickies and Pete's in Philly? Yeah, Tim? Down in Philly. Yeah, that's where I've been. I yeah, Down in we, Philly, I was down there. Yeah, they're like a Philly institution down there, so... I, I've been to Chickies yeah. and Pete's a couple of times. Uh, what was it? Probably before us going to see the Yankees down there. And Angie and I went after the Winter Classic. So that's when we got crab fries. And I know in Citizens Bank they have crab fries too. But Yankee Stadium's down with the crab fries now. So it, it was it was pretty cool. Um, so that, that part was awesome about opening day. We, we got all of that. Um, did miss the huge flag on the field. 
I love taking a picture of that from on and on opening day where they have that. Obviously, they're trying to minimize people coming in and out, so there was none of that. Uh, did you? Did they show on TV the Bernie Williams virtual first pitch? Uh, if they did, I missed that part. If they did show it, I missed it. Okay. Yeah, he's. I, I kind of. I was kind of running behind, so I fast forwarded right to the first pitch. So if they did show it, I missed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was a little bit odd, but I guess I read in advance it was going to be a virtual first pitch. I guess he went to like a little league field somewhere or something like that, and he kind of just threw it, and the camera person was like the catcher and holding it. I don't know. It, I, I listen. It's it's th things are a little strange, but you got to do what you got to do to to keep it going. Um, the uh, Canadian national anthem and, and our national anthem was um, it was virtual. Also, there was a whole production and stuff. I thought it was very Christmassy. It kind of like a Christmas. I thought it was gonna like from Rockefeller Center or something. It was a little strange, um, but yeah, that's that was kind of the experience. But it was. It was good. People were into it. Again, I, I can't. The best way to describe it is people were just really happy to be there, and it wasn't just me because you know I was probably like had a freaking ear to ear Joker grin the entire time, like I was walking in and everything. But I, I kind of got that vibe from everyone. Everyone was just happy, man. You got to spread out. No, obviously, no one sit next to you because you buy the seats in like two person pods or four person pods, so you don't have to worry about being squished or anything, <laughs> which I love. Exactly. I, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, listen, we're, we're, we're bigger guys. It's not It's not such a big, you know, we're not, that part's not a loss, really. Um, we got Farachi jumping in with, uh, he's, he knows, all right, so he's down with the crab fries, too. Farachi, dude, they, they are ridiculous. Um, I, I hope City Field has them, too. I, I mean, well, I got my tickets for Yankees-Mets in, in September. Fingers crossed, it's full capacity. I, I hope they got on the Chickies and Pete's bandwagon, too, because those crab fries are, are pretty damn delicious, man. Well, as far as as far as the television goes, yeah, I, it, it did come. You know what it was? I think just because we went without a crowd last year, it came. It did come across pretty good. I mean, you heard okay. everything. You heard everything because of the crowd. So, I mean, <clears throat> it was good. It was good to hear people cheering, booing, clapping. I did hear a lot of the two strike counts and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it came across pretty good. So, I, I was very happy myself as far as uh, as far as the production went. And yeah, you know, like. And very happy to see people enjoying themselves, kids enjoying themselves, and and uh, I didn't see too many people wearing masks. And they were they were the major mayor of the West of the seat. I saw a lot so, of people wearing masks. Well, that see, so that was the thing that I guess you got to figure out consistency with rules. They do tell you to put your mask on and not eating or drinking, uh, but since it's outdoors, I think they laxed it a little bit, which kind of makes sense by everything that we know. If you're outdoors, it should be a little bit better. Uh, when you're in the garden, it's pretty much kind of like you know. You should. You, they really keep an eye on you a little bit more. But neither place has been like they're not being assholes about it. They're not like running up at you and saying, "Oh, it's been too long since you last took your last bite. Put your damn mask on." Like well, no one's doing that shit. Tested negative before they got in there, so I mean, it's not really. Yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Like it's you're doing what you can to be safe, and and that's fine. Uh, oh, me and Angie did get on the big screen today, nice. and we did, and we didn't know about it. It's funny because. We're, you know, cheering and stuff like that, right? And I think I looked at my phone, and all of a sudden the people in front of us, like, really got loud out of nowhere. And we picked our head up, and we're like, holy shit, we're on the screen. And then, obviously, we joined in, and we're, like, throwing our hands up and stuff. Um, and I tweeted out a picture of us from opening day, and that got on there, too. Apparently, I hashtag it. If you hashtag it with squad up, that's, like, the Yankees hashtag for the stadium now. 
you know, they'll put your pictures and stuff like that on the, on the board. So that was pretty cool too. Nice. I, very nice. So yeah, so I said, we, uh, unfortunately we have to get to the game itself. The game itself uh, was not an enjoyable ending to the game. Yeah. Uh, let's start. First of all, let's start. You know what I wanted to ask you, Ed? Let me ask your opinion on something. Good. Because you said, I told you before, I'm not a big Aaron Hicks guy. Aaron oh, boy. Hicks. <laughs> really? Am I, am I the only one who doesn't understand this? Oh, no. Oh. I mean, I do, do they want the switch hitter breaking up Stanton and, and, and Judge? I don't understand a guy who, again, he's not a he's not a 300 hitter even. Why are you putting this guy in the third spot? It doesn't make any sense to me. So, Tim, you're definitely not the only one. Uh, okay. to Tommy, I, I don't know if Tommy's watching right now or Tommy will watch eventually. Uh, our buddy Tommy who joins in, he usually comments a lot. And we're on a group text. He, It's like, I think he hates it more than like the devil. <laughs> he like loses his mind. Like he just completely loses it. Now, all right. So this is where analytics have come into the game. And but you're right though. What your explanation is true. No, no, no. Uh, but well, whatever. Listen, guys. Analytics is what it is. It's a fancy name given to pretty much. Hey, guys, we're really, really going to pay attention to stats. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, that's really all it is. It's always been there. They just gave it a name. So it's not exactly like Fight Club, but. You know, that's pretty much it just gave it a name. Um, you're right, though. It's to break up the righties. The Yankees are an extremely right-handed, like, lineup, and they figure, hey, we only we only got a couple of guys. He's a switch hitter. Let's break it up. Sorry. It's all right. It's, so it's fine. So, yeah, pretty much it's to break up all the righties. Um, do all, oh, actually. So here we go. We got our first comment here when uh, Colin Apes, Hicks does not belong in the three-hole. Can't stand it. Colin, we're 100% with you. Thank you for joining the show. We really appreciate the support. Uh, I agree 100%. He does not belong in the three-hole. Baseball did shift, though, with it. Well, I was going to say with analytics, as they have their best hitter hitting second. It gets them a couple hundred more at-bats over the course of the season. That's why Judge is hitting second instead of third. But Hicks should not be the guy. For me, it would be Glaber Torres. I would go DJ, Judge, Glaber, Stanton. I don't give a shit. Stack the righties. If you want to put... Hicks sixth or fifth, I can kind of – I get that. I understand it. But whatever, man. you got to put your best guys there. Glaber's got to be in the three-hole. He's got to get more at-bats than Hicks. Hicks has a great on-base percentage, and that's fine. But you, you've chosen to go like this. If you want to flip, I think maybe some people can get behind Hicks leading off and LeMahieu batting third. Then maybe you got, like, the speed guy, high on-base percentage guy, you know, leading off. Than Judge than Lemayhu, but again, you're giving Hicks more at bats than Lemayhu and Judge over the course of a season, which is why I don't particularly love that either. Yeah. So my personal ultimate lineup would be DJ, Judge, Glaber, Stanton. Maybe I go Hicks five then, and I do kind of like Geo where he's at in the six hole. Stanton can stay around, you know, around seven over there, so th that's fine. Frazier. Thankfully, has taken over the left field spot. I'm not an anti-Gardner guy. We both love Brett, but the time has come where it's time for Fraser to take over and get most of the at bats. He's earned it. To make it worse, again, I saw the lineup. I was like, "Why is this guy batting third? Why?" To make it even worse, they asked David Cohen, said to Paul O'Neill, "Hey, Paul, when you use the bat third, I'm like, exactly. That's oh, the boy. guy you want batting third. That's the kind of guy you need batting third." 
You don't need Aaron Hicks in his 240 average batting third. It, it's just, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It really, really, really angered me. So I don't know. I, don't yeah. know. I hope this isn't going to be an entire season. I'm, I'm, you know what? And I'm spoiled from that old school lineup. Well, old school by meaning the '90s. I kind of, I mean, if you wanted bad Hicks first, I would. I would put DJ second to have that to be that Jeter guy. Then I'd go Judge third, Stanton four, Labor probably then 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 Sanchez if anything. That's just me. I'm stuck in that '90s Knobloch or you know just your fast guy Jeter O'Neill kind of thing, Bernie Williams kind of thing. But Aaron Hicks, I'm sorry, my man, you should be. Ninth, eighth, ninth tops. Yeah, they they like the on base percentage, man. That's what it is. Because another thing, if you're not familiar with analytics, they they and I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm just explaining it. (laughs) The the the, all right, just make that very very clear. Um, the belief is that a batting average doesn't mean jack, and it's all about slugging percentage, on base percentage, and Hicks does have like a close to 400 on base percentage, so that's why they like him there. And he, the kid does have the tools. He is strong. He's a strong guy. He, you know, he does hit. He's got power. He can hit over 20 homers. You know, I, I see what they see in him. I've always seen it. It's just that it doesn't seem to, like, pan out. And I agree. Batting him third is a stretch. It really is. Hearing Brad Pitt in my head saying, he gets on base. He walks a lot. It doesn't matter. He gets on base. That's all I hear in my head when I when I see Aaron Hicks batting third. There's someone somewhere saying, "No, he's got a bat third. He's got a bat third." And I I, I don't get it. I, I'll never get it. I mean, well, again, I'm just explaining it. I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm I'm behind it. I am just explaining it. I you know, oh wow, what what is this? We got Dave jumping in here. Judge and Stan should be back to back. Put the fear of God into these pitches and not let them feel any relief. Dave, the only reason – I'm not saying that's the worst idea, but you're talking about two guys that are over 6'6". They strike out a lot. Because of the size of those guys, there's, that's too many strikeouts to put back-to-back, which is personally why I'm saying I like Judge, Glaber, and then Stanton. Stanton should be no lower than four, though. And I know he got some boos after the first couple of at-bats because he did end up with a three-strikeout game earlier. But – the guy did have he did rake in spring training, and before anyone's thinking it, yes, yeah, spring training is spring training. We 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 get it. He also raked in the playoffs last year, and he's still John Carlos Stanton. He's still a guy who's won an MVP. He's still a beast when he's on the field. So that last just, strike real bad though. It was like it was like he stopped and started and stopped and started again twice. And the ball was already gone. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that. But. I don't. I don't go crazy on opening day as far as people, you know, doing what they do because there's no way Lemay who's going to continue this streak. So I'm not worried about that. Um, where do you want to start? You want to start with pitching? You want to start with hitting? You want to go inning by inning? What do you want to do? How you want to? How do you want to work through this game today? Well, I, I think we just can. I mean, a couple of things to talk about, right? Because for those of us who were with us last season, we used to kind of just read off stats. We do have a ticker on the bottom right now. If you can see it right here, I know if you're listening to this on audio, you have like, what the hell is he talking about? So. We got our stats. Sanchez was two for three with a homer, two RBIs, by the way. So your Sanchez haters that are out there, there's a lot of them. And I'm not saying that you guys are totally wrong, but this is it. This is the season where the guy needs to play. He's playing for his career, especially his Yankees career right now. And oh, yeah. he's got off to a damn good start. He hit, he hit the big home run with two outs. You know, he's he was their offense today. And he also threw out a guy stealing. And he, he had a couple of good blocks with Cole. I enjoyed more than his, than his home run. <laughs> I enjoyed that more than the home run. I really did. We know we can hit home runs. Yeah. Of that guy in second, I was like, oh, oh what is this? 
And he had an infield single, a hustle uh, infield single. How yep. about that? How <laughs> about that? Uh, no, Frazier, and it's funny. Exactly. <laughs> um, Frazier was two for three, though, and he had two. He didn't knock the shit out of the ball. He had two singles you know, yeah, that were pretty weakly hit. But then the, Yeah, he beat out that one at first. Yeah, but – Really, I don't, I don't. You didn't get to see it because like, you weren't. You had to at the game. Yeah, it was really by by a spike. I would say about that much. Uh huh. The foot came off because that's why I said even Guerrero thought he was there because it was because of the spike. It had to be about an inch, and they couldn't overturn it. But yeah, it looked good. Yeah, and I turned. I turned to Angie. Uh, Angie's my wife was at the game with me. Um, so we were looking at it, and I honestly, from the from the bang bang play, I didn't see Guerrero's foot come off the bag. And I was like, uh, from Madam, because they weren't showing it on the screen right away. And then eventually they started showing it on the big screen. And I was like, he looks out. I mean, they're challenging this, so there's got to be something there. And then he mm-hmm. got it back. Yeah. But it had to be by this much, by a spike. And he can't overturn it. I think yeah. overturn it, they couldn't. He's like, we can't overturn that. So even if it was out, they're not going to overturn it that close, an inch of a spike. They can't do it. Yeah, and that's why the call – and this is with all sports. Like, Tim, you know this too with – we watch football, we watch hockey, we watch basketball, anything like that. The call that's made is huge because mm-hmm. even though you can't overturn it, remember, once the call is made, the evidence, you have to have definitive evidence to show that you're going to overturn that. So that's why it's huge that that call was made and that, you know, there was definitive evidence what they found out, and which is why it drove me nuts, nuts at the Ranger game the other night when they had said that it was the second goal that the Caps scored. Well, you couldn't even see the puck at all, but they're like, oh, yeah, I guess it went in. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, that's definitive evidence. How the hell are you – no one can see the puck. How are you going to overturn that crap? So not to stray off into hockey, but that's pretty much what I think you got – everyone's got to pay attention to with instant replay in sports is that that the call that's made is huge because then the replay has to definitively show the opposite. Um, yeah, and the, the, honestly, the, the Yanks had their chances. LeMahieu had came up in a big spot. Uh, a couple of times he had chances to drive in a go-ahead run. He was 0 for 4 in a day. Judge banged into that brutal double play that oh. ended that that ended that. Dude, strike out anything. That's the worst possible thing you could do in that situation with bases loaded, one out is to bang into a double play. And Judge doesn't bang into a lot of them either. So they had listen, man. Overall, we can just talk overall about this one. They had their chances. It says in the bottom of the screen that the story is 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. That's really all you need to know about this game. When you go 0 for 9 and runners in scoring position, you're probably not going to win that game. It's it's really tough. Cole looked good, you know. Cole looked good. He went five and a third, uh, five hits, two runs, uh, two earned. He gave up that bomb to Tiasco uh, Hernandez, which Jesus, dude, that was like the middle of the bleachers in left field. Holy shit, man! And yeah, that was a bomb. That was a serious bomb. I was like, how was that not? I thought it was Guerrero. I was like, oh my God, was it even Guerrero? It was some other guy who didn't bomb like that. <coughs> yeah, that was. Whew. Uh, yeah, so. That's one hell of a talent, man. That kid's going to be. That kid's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I was, talk- I was talking to Ange, too, about it, too, right? Because I had told her, uh, taking a look at the Blue Jays in general, just even their infield, dude. Their third baseman's Kevin Biggio, whose father's Craig Biggio, Hall of Famer, 3,000 hits and everything with the Astros. Then you got Vlad's kid playing first base. Uh, you know, you know about his his father's a Hall of Famer also with a cannon for an arm in right field, literally hit a ball off the plate for a single against the Orioles years ago. He would swing out of his shoes at anything, but apparently he could hit them all. And then you got Bo Bichette playing shortstop and his father's Dante Bichette, who played for the Rockies. Junior. They have like 
junior last year. The junior yeah. team. Juniors. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it's crazy, man. The talent that they got. He's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. The Blue Jays are probably two pitchers away from really dangerous. It's after yeah. today, who are they gonna pitch? That's the only problem. That's that's the problem. And we'll we'll get to who they're gonna pitch yeah. eventually, but yeah, the, I, I the best way to describe them is the mid nineties Indians. That's how I see them. They're gonna have a yeah. score a shitload of runs, but they're not gonna be able to stop anybody. That's gonna be the problem. And of course, obviously today three to two, whatever. You know, the Yanks the Yanks did get shut down today, but but that's the magic about opening day, right? Everyone gets all hyped up. We can't wait for it. It is my favorite day of the entire year, yes, including Christmas and Fourth of July and Thanksgiving, and I love all those days too. But opening day is my shit and always has been, always will be. But then it's like, all right, after the game, you're like, all right, then there's 161 more to play, so let's move on, you know. So, yeah. um, I guess next we we can let's just take a brief dive into it. I know we talked about it in the uh, spring training preview. Was the uh, the opening day roster? So, thanks, Garrett Cole. By the way, oh, I'm sorry. You yes, did I out- did. Announcers Jinx Garrett Cole because he had seven strikeouts, and immediately they were like, "Well, the record for is Tim Leary, who had nine on open the boom." After that, I was like, "Gave up those stupid hits," and then he had to give up that stupid home run. I was like, "Come on, guys! Like, I know you don't know him believes in the Jinx, but you got you got you got to just keep your mouth shut for two more innings. Just let the guy get his two more strikeouts. He can take over the lead. That'd have been the end of it. But no, as soon as they say it, home run, I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I knew they were going to yank because it's opening day. And they always yank the starter early on opening day if, you know. If they're not stressed out pitch. yet. Yeah, they're not stressed out yet. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. But they was close. So yeah, Tim exactly. Leary, still the nine strikeouts on opening day is still the leader. Tim the Leary. Tim Leary name drop. Man, I yeah. missed that. That's the one thing you do miss about being at the game. I didn't get the t- – I liked Tim Leary when we had him. What did he say, 19 it, – it, it was they were in the dark times. It was during the dark times. It was like 90 or something, I think you said. In Detroit, nine strikeouts opening. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, holy crap. That's, well, okay. that's pretty brutal. <laughs> well, before we talk about the roster, let's get to Dave's, Dave's question because I just mentioned it. Opening day over Super Bowl Sunday. Dave, yes. 100% yes. And I'm not shitting on the Super Bowl. It's not what I mean. It's You know what it is, man? It's just... Tim, I, and Tim, I know you're more like a football first guy too, but I think you could agree. Baseball opening day has a special thing about it, man. It no, really I, has. I've, I've always said it. I am more of a football guy. I am more of a football fan, but opening day is has that feeling. Yeah. Or that that special feeling to like, especially like like when I got to take Jackson to opening day. It, it's just a great feeling. You are taking your kid to his first opening day. It's just energy. Yeah, it's it's got a different vibe to it. Than uh, Super Bowl Sunday, especially Super Bowl Sunday is is just if, like, like this year. You don't give a shit who's playing. You you're, you're more worried about how much money you got and how much bet you're gonna make and and you know whether who's gonna score the first point. Then you are really, you know, this is opening day is your team. You're you're Thank you're excited. You. Stadium. You're home. You're everything. So yeah, no, I would definitely go opening day over the Super Bowl unless maybe the Giants are playing. But still, even then, opening day has still got more of a a tradition to it. Yeah, it's just you know what it is, man. It's just. There's everyone's everyone's zero and zero. No one's everyone's. It's optimism. It's the winter's about to end. It's gonna get warmer. You get it. The dark times are over. There, you know where. There's just there's nothing but hope and optimism and everything like that. And it's just an awesome feeling. Everyone's team is playing. 
not Anaki. I know the Mets and Nationals got today, but they will have their opening day. They will play a first game. Super Bowl Sunday, it's true. If your team's not into it, it's not exactly the same. You still get hyped up for it and everything, and you get your snacks, and you have your buddies over, and you do your pools and everything, but it's just it's not exactly the same. If you, Your team cannot be in it. Everyone's team is in it on opening day. So that, that's that's a part of it, man, and it's it's just in, in set incredible. What is this? I don't know who this is. It's saying someone say bet. Yes, we sure did say bet. Bets are bets are everywhere on on opening day. By the way, uh, I'm sorry, on opening day on Super yeah, Bowl Sunday. So this year, Dave was very upset that we didn't get him on the show last year. Really? He has to come on the show this year, definitely, because he is a Yankees fan. Oh, okay. Honestly, Dave, I didn't. I was not aware of that. I see you always rambling about the Marlins, so I kind of. Well, he likes like, the, he has the, he gets the hometown Willies every now and then. So you're okay. Marlins, but he is a Yankee fan. So Dave, you are invited onto the show this year. We yes. got we got a way to go. So you can come on. Don't worry about it. I was not, dude. I was not aware. I'm sorry, Dave. Yes, we definitely got to get you on the show. And he said next year everyone is going to care when the, the East rises. Dave, Dave in the East. Dave, you got to get some shirts going. With the yeast rising, like please do that. Every time I hear any of the word yeast and I hear it unusually, I think of Dave, no matter what I'm doing. <laughs> it's, no it's, yeast. We don't we don't want the yeast rising. No, we're, we're gonna shut that down. <laughs> the NL the NL yeast. That's what we call it, the NL yeast. <laughs> uh Raul here. Opening day is always cool and better than Super Bowl Sunday. I went to opening days from 1990 to 2008. Yeah, so Raul knows what we're talking about, and Raul, thanks for the support. I know you're a Mets fan, but you do always you always support our show too. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, this is just opening day is opening day, man. That's that's just phenomenal. Um, but let's talk about the roster quickly. Like you know, there wasn't too many shocks that came across on um, re regarding that. Um, that we got Zach. Stupid injuries is what you know was was the most surprising thing. Yeah, Zach Britton's on the IL. I know he was moved to the sixty day earlier today. Uh, Luke Voigt is going to be out until probably May, but I did call Jay Bruce making a roster one way or the other. I was hoping it wasn't going to be this way, but Jay Bruce didn't make the roster. Um, so if you, if you kind of look at it, right. So our pitchers, we'll just run down the pitchers quick. Luis Sessa. Oh God. <sighs> we can't seem to get rid of this guy, but I, I get it. I mean, he throws in the high nineties, he gets strikeouts, but he also walks people and gets bombed. So. That's that's never great. Sessa, by the way, there's competition for the guy. For if you're new to the show, all of us we know we have uh, the guy, the guy that you can't stand on the team. There's always one guy at least. Sessa's been my guy for the last couple of years, and the guy we just cannot get rid of him. And they resigned him in the offseason. Like, why? Just let him go, Cashman. Just let him go, man. <laughs> um, but he's got competition. Johnny Lasagna is in the conversation with Luis Sessa as the guy. The, the, those wow. are the guys for me. Yes, Johnny Lasagna. You have been on him for a while. I see what they see in him. Again, another guy who throws in the high 90s, but seeing him shit a brick in the postseason last year, it, it's hard to watch. When you ever you have a reliever come in and they have that look on their face, like that blank stare, <laughs> I'm just, uh, it's bad. And I used to see that with Scott Proctor a lot, and that's probably why I also couldn't stand him either. Um, Ooh, mention him again for the rest of the year. Yeah, let's not ever mention Scott Proctor again for the rest of the season. Let, let's just make a, a, a deal right now. Uh, uh, write it down. <laughs> uh, 
Sessa, Cole, Domingo Herman, who did make it into, by the way, he's our number three starter. I did not, I was not seeing that. I thought we were going to get Devi Garcia, if you remember from our last episode. But mm-hmm. we got Dinger, Domingo Herman, and I get it. He's won 18 games. They're giving him a second chance, you know, to overcome, you know, his d- domestic violence uh, issues and stuff. And he's getting a second chance. So he, he's done the best with it so far. Hopefully the kid keeps going, but he'll be pitching on Sunday. So that's, we'll get to the rotation in a, in a couple minutes. Uh, Chad Green, who we saw earlier today, did a nice job. Michael King, Corey Kluber, Johnny Lasagna. Uh, Lucas Ludage, by the way, lefty who hasn't been in the who has not been in baseball in seven years. He made the team, looked phenomenal in spring training. And we need a lefty with Zach Britton out. So I mean it, it makes sense. But I, I, they, if you follow him on Twitter, he actually, and this is a, a nice little, I think you get a kick out of this one. He, when he made the team and it was officially announced, he put on his Twitter uh, a, a little video of The Rock. And it was like, you know, it was one of his finally, finally, <laughs> finally, you know. And then he edited to has come back to the show. So I thought that, that was pretty cool. So he's a wrestling guy. So if you follow, uh, you know, if you're on Twitter, follow Lucas Ludage and you'll probably get some fun stuff out of him. Um, oh, you got the law. Yeah, What's up? He got the loss today, didn't he? No, 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 no. That that was Nick Nelson. Oh, Nick who, Nelson. Bad. Who, right. who, who, by the way, if you look at his stat line, he did nothing wrong besides no. letting the extra run, the free runner score from second base in a uh, new extra inning and not no new extra inning rule. But I hate that free runner. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I and well, I, and, and I'm just explaining it. We know why the rule is here. It's here because, you know, they don't want games going on forever with COVID going on and things like that. And that's why these seven-inning doubleheaders are here for this season. But I am with everyone, though. Let it be for this season. That's it. Like, once things are back to normal, no more of this shit. Let it go. And I'm not saying because of Sour Graves because the Yanks got bit in the ass for it today. The Yanks really got bit in the ass because not over nine and runners in scoring position. That's really why you got bit in the ass. I think they should cut it out halfway through if everyone starts getting this the vaccine. They should stop it halfway through. It's such a because now what? What if what if like well you know this this rule's in effect. What if the game goes sixteen? Well, let's load the bases now. Let's let's put four three guys on base in, in, in the sixteenth inning if it goes any further. Let's just it's like oh come on you can't do this anymore. It, it just it just takes away from it. So what do you think of this by the way before before we we get back to the roster regarding their extra inning rule. Tory was quite, he did some interviews and he was even saying he doesn't like it, but he doesn't like it because it goes starts in the 10th inning. What do you think if it starts in like the 16th inning or some shit like that? When, or maybe like the 18th inning when it's getting like really crazy? Yeah, you know what? That I, I could probably get on board with because, yeah, no matter what you love baseball, yeah, if you just like you said, I, I know you, you don't leave early, I, you never do. I yeah. get it. But you're going 16, 17 innings on a work night and stuff like that. You're like, all right, it's got to stop now. It's got to stop. I got to drive home. I got to get get home, get to bed. I got to shower. I got to get up tomorrow morning. So I, I would get that. But, yeah, 10th inning, come on. You got to give these guys a shot to win this game naturally, normally. It's just, like you said, we got bit on the ass. We got bit on the ass because we couldn't score fine. But, like you said, he did nothing wrong, lost the game because of a free runner. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It sucks. It's And he gets a loss. Yeah, he gets a loss on his record for this. Yep, exactly. So that that does blow, but I think I can get behind like maybe after fifteen or something like that, where 
you can give it some time and, and, and stuff. We'll see what it goes. I just I just hope it's done after this year. I don't think it should count as ERA. Oh no, no, it doesn't. It's okay. an unearned run. It's an unearned run. That's even worse. Yeah, that's kind of like it's weird. Weird. <laughs> it's like really messed up. Like it really that's kind of really annoying pitcher. Got a yeah. really good pitcher. Oh yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think the players union is gonna push back against that because their players are gonna start complaining because they gotta take these numbers to free agency and negotiate contracts with this shit. That's why I think they're going to say, no, screw this. We're not doing this anymore. We get it for this year. but And I would love it if they at the All-Star break, right, things start clearing up, and they're like, all right, listen, we're going to go back to normal. I think it would be fantastic. My mm-hmm. gut feeling, though, is they're going to say, hey, these are the rules we made before the season. We're going to kind of let it rock out for the year and let every, let the whole season play by the same rules. That's my feeling, but we'll, we'll see. I hope it is next sooner than later. Um Raul, um, the X rating rule sucks. I hope it doesn't stay forever. Yes, Raul, please. From your, from my lips, your keyboard and stuff like that to God's ears and everyone else who can make it happen, please, like, cut the crap on that, man. Come on, baseball. Um, so we got Jordan Montgomery expected. You know, he's in the rotation as well. Nick Nelson, you guys saw earlier today. Darren O'Day looked phenomenal today. And I said on our last show, I was really hyped up on Darren O'Day. I like him. He that guy's been a pain in the balls with the Orioles for years with the whole side winding and everything like that and junk baller. But now he's on our side. So now you love him. Now you're, you're good with that. Um, and then uh, Jamison Tyone. So we get a shot of Jamo. actually. He's our fifth starter at the moment. Um, and we'll we'll get into that in a little while too. But that's that's our pitchers. So no real shocks right there. Uh, catchers, no shocks either. We got Higgy and Sanchez. That's obvious. Infielders, we got LeMahieu, Glaber, Geo, Tyler Wade. No shocks there. Wade did beat out Derek Dietrich uh, to make the team, but they did hold on to Derek Dietrich. He's been sent to the ultimate site. Uh, the, upside. <laughs> the upside down, exactly. He's been sent to the upside down right now, So I, which a.k.a. Scranton, so that's where he'll be. I'm glad he's actually in the organization. Now he could probably help them. Hopefully they don't need him because that means injuries happened. Um, outfielders. Uh, Jay Bruce, Clint Frazier, Brett Garner, Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge stands listed as an outfielder, even though we know he's going to be a DH, uh, and Mike Talkman. So, I mean, nothing super shocking whatsoever uh, that's there. So that's why I think we kind of just can browse over that and see what it is. Um, Dave has a question here before we, we get rolling. Uh, is that a, a rule in effect for the postseason? No, it's not. It is not. Postseason, thank God. No. Same thing kind of like with hockey. If there were shootouts in the postseason, I'd say I, I would think that's completely absurd. I like shootouts, though. And- you know, it amazes me, too. I guess it shows you why they're in the dugout and I'm sitting at home. You know, and the, and the, when they put Mike Talkman in to run over Tyler Wade, who is vastly faster, mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this bullshit? And then Talkman goes on to steal two bases. I'm like, all right, I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I won't say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing for the rest of the year. I keep my mouth shut because I was like, holy shit, I can't believe that. So so that also brings that – did you like him stealing third, by the way, with no outs? Let me tell you something right now. I, I'm always saying it because I was here watching. David Cohn called that shit. David Cohn called it. He said he's, he's going to steal third because of, of the, the pitcher was not throwing. He was, he was hitting the dirt. The catcher was not looking comfortable. And he said where the third baseman was, he goes, he's going to steal third. Bam, he stole third. And he goes, why you called that? He goes, yeah. And, 
just the way they're throwing, the way the guy's moving around. He he definitely had he had that third base. I was like, holy shit, look at you, Cody. Good for you. And I and I will say this right now. I told to Angie, I looked at it and she we were talking about it at the game. And she was like, Well, what do you think? I was like, due to the shift, I wasn't getting into the pitcher and the catcher and how they were looking. I wasn't getting all in depth as Cohen was. I'm not gonna try to act like I did. He did bring up the shift also. He said he said third's there for the taking. He's it was. Gonna, he's gonna take it. And he said because the pitcher kept hitting the dirt and the catcher's having to, you know, to block a lot of balls, and because of where the third baseman was, he goes, He's gonna take it. And he did. And I'm like, look at this shit. Yeah. Do I keep my mind? I'm not gonna say nothing no more. I'm, not, you know, I'm like, why are you putting Talkman over Tyler Wade? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'll keep quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was something where I, I told Angie, I'm like, it's it is going to be a risky move because again, if you get if he does get somehow get thrown out at third base, then you could look like a complete asshole. So very, but as risky as it was, that's another form of analytics. Analytics puts you into the shift, right? It tells you where everyone's hitting. That leaves third base wide open. So you're going to see unusual moves being made in baseball where that, that's going to happen. Usually in the past, that's a no-no. You're in runner, you're in scoring position. What the hell do you need to steal third for? But now with the shift and the third baseman's playing that far back, you're going to see more guys taking third and trying to go in there. Um, and again, got Colin here. Uh, Coney did call it, and Talkman had a great uh, read and jump. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. So that's where new school meeting old school, you know, kind of comes into play. Right there, because again, that's always a no-no. That's been a no-no in baseball forever. But analytics, uh, you know, you adjust. He took second on the first pitch, which was ballsy. Yes, ballsy. So you know, he got a walking lead. He yeah. got a walking lead for that shit. Yeah. So I'll keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to judge anymore. But you know, I'm I'm like Wade. I'm like, where's Wade? Put Wade. Why is Wade? Put Wade in. No. <laughs> Talk with skills too bad. Right, I'm I'm done. I won't. Wade, Wade Wade crossed my mind too. He crossed Opening. my mind as well. They are. All right, you got me already. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut for the next 161 games now, just because you said that. But I won't shut up about Hicks batting third. I'll never shut up about that. But okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, you want to? There's one other thing, by the way, I forgot to bring up while we were talking about the game, and I know we're jumping around a little bit. But before we we move on, so Yanks down one, right, three to two, bottom of the tenth. We get our free runner. It's Aaron Judge, solid speed at second. Hicks leads off, right. Um, I have him bunting. I know it's I know it's against analytics, but I would have him bunt. I'm sorry. Now, crazy thing I heard on the K show coming home. By the way, he hasn't he hasn't laid down a sack bunt in two years. Okay. Which, if you're following, we get it due to analytics. But I'm sorry, I, I don't care who you are. You need to be able to do that. Why wouldn't you drop down the bunt? You get Judge over to third with one out. Then with Stanton and Glaber coming up, and then Geo, and then the at bats are different. We know how it played out, but we all, you know, if you're obviously you're a baseball fan, you know that at bats play out differently based on certain situations. So that's something I would have had. I would have had Hicks bunting over there and moving him over. You got to tie the game up, not just sitting around hoping and praying, you know, for the two one walk off homer. So no, I agree. I agree with the two years. Wow, that's crazy. two years. Two years. Maybe and he's. <laughs> and they don't because he never does it. And he's a guy with his skill set. He should be bunted. He should know how to bunt. Wow. It, it's it's just very very clear. He should know how to bunt. If you're you know that, you're a speedster like that, that's going to be the thing. Every time I see that name in the lineup, I'm going to be so annoyed, so annoyed that he's batting third. <laughs> Let's hopefully. I I really hope it's not too long. 
Uh, but let's let's take a quick look at the rest of the series coming up this weekend uh, with the Yanks and Jays. Uh, again, if you are watching us, we got our new little stat line on the bottom. We're all fancy now and everything. Um, but Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock, uh, Ross Stripling versus we get Corey Kluber making his Yankee debut. Uh, Klubot, Kluber Lang. I personally like Kluber Lang better as a nickname for him. I'm, I have a feeling Tim would warm up to that in two seconds. I like you know. it. Can't you picture him in the bowels of Yankee Stadium being asked for a prediction for the game? Exactly. I like it. And, and but walking back and forth. Yes. And just one big bright light on him. I love it. I love no, it. no. I've got him. I got him throwing pitches and warming up in a dark room in a basement somewhere. <laughs> and everything. Uh, I'm going full clubber line with him. Full Oh, of course. He's thrown to some guy who, like, is not even on the team, and he just that's it. He's just, like, warming up with him. And they ask him about a prediction for the game. He's like, prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it. All right, so he's Kluber Lang on this show because we know shots of J-Mo are coming for uh, Jameson Tyone. Um, yeah, so Strickland's, Strickland's nothing to write home about. I mean, whatever. The Yanks should take care of business. Another righty. So... I'm curious to see – Saturday will be interesting to see if we do get Brett Gardner in the lineup or not or if it's going to be Frazier. Frazier had two hits today. I think he needs to be more of an everyday guy, and then you get Guardy in there when maybe, you know, a day game or after a night game or when he needs a game off. So I'm hoping they roll with Frazier in that. Otherwise, it's probably pretty much a similar lineup to what we've seen today. Hicks will probably be batting third. Tim will be excited. I will be puzzled, and, and that will be that. Um and then Sunday, uh, Yanks got uh, they wrap up the Jays series at 105 with uh, the infamous TBD versus uh, Domingo Herman, my favorite pitcher. TBD, TBD is unstoppable. I've heard he's never lost. TBD doesn't lose. He never loses. And pitches like 60 games a year, so he's unstoppable. Exactly. Some say he never wins either. No, nope, never wins. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much that. So you'll see. And then the Yanks are, are bringing the Orioles next week. Uh, which I know they're going to go um, – they, obviously, they went Cole. They went uh, – they're going with uh, Kluber Lang. Then they're going with Herman. Then we're going to see uh, Monty on Monday. And then Tuesday's game, they're going to go back to Cole on regular rest. And then we'll get Tyone on, on Wednesday. So that's pretty much how the rotation is going to go ahead and, and play out. So we'll see. You're never going to skip Garrett Cole, that's for sure. I no. mean, no. It doesn't get skipped. He pitches no matter what. Everyone else you – you make plays and then you move around him. So, yes, boss, it is, there is some fancy shit on this show now. We're 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 stepping up our game, right? We're 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 stepping up. We got stat lines. We're kind of like mini ESPN now. We're SPN. As soon as my Wi-Fi is fixed, we're gonna go fucking nuts. We're gonna go nuts. Yeah, maybe we'll get some like videos and stuff like that. And who the hell knows where we're gonna end up? Oh yeah, uh, the fancy video intros now. Yeah, I know. When I was on the, I, I, I don't know if he's ever going to see this, but I was on the that Jay show that I did. That dude's got Streamyard like down pat, man. He kind of inspired me. I'm like, I was, I was thinking. I mean, me and Tim got to step up our game with this, man. This guy's, he's bringing it. So yeah. we'll do our best to keep on upgrading, guys. Like, uh, that's that's pretty much what we're always going to do. Um, all right, so that can take us on to um, something that came out a while ago. Uh, under the grapefruit tree, the documentary about CC Sabathia. Uh, Tim, you checked it out last night. I did <clears> not 
NFL last night. I apologize in advance. I did not get a chance to watch it. <sighs> I got caught up in the. I'm not even gonna tell you what I got caught up in. You were watching Granny's Peach Tea. That's what you were watching. Just say it. Just the lie. Yeah, I really was. And then uh, I was doing something else too, which I won't mention. Okay. But it was like so, a, I was. I was. I got. I got caught up again, and I was like. You know, it's three hours go by. You don't realize you were playing a goddamn video game for three hours. I was like, oh, here we go. So, but, you know, I did. I, I, jockey, I was watching Grange PC playing a video game, and that was like three o'clock in the morning. So I completely <laughs> I'll watch it tonight. I will watch it tonight. All right. So I'll, I'll give brief thoughts, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in the next episode. But I, if you – Go for it. I don't mind spoilers. All right. I mean, whatever. You you saw CeCe's career. I mean, you, you know the deal with him. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, it's on HBO and HBO Max. Uh, it came out um, in December, actually, which we just never got around to talking about it. So it's it's pretty interesting, man. His whole career is interesting. The relationship with his father that they, they dive into. Um, the situation with him with the Yankees, with the drinking. They show a lot behind that, which we've never really known much about it. If you remember, um, damn, what year was it? It had to be, was it 2015 or 16? When he went ahead and the day before the playoffs, he was just like, listen, I, I can't go. Like, I got to check myself into a rehab while they're in Baltimore. And apparently you find out in a documentary that, like, it was got really bad. Like, in between starts, he was drinking himself into a, a stupor. Really? Like, daily. It, it's kind of scary. And I think to myself, like, how is a major league, like a professional athlete, able to function? But he had his rules. You know, as a starting pitcher – you know, you pitch every fifth day. He would schedule it the day before, no drinking, game day, no drinking until after the game. And then in the locker room, he had like a – was it maybe a Jack and Coke or something like that? Like it was like – no, cr- no, it was Crown Royal and like something. And he would just get obliterated. And I'm like, how the hell were you like functioning as a human being, man? It was it was nuts. But, in Jersey? What was that? Did they show his house in Jersey? Yes. They did? Yes, they yes, they did. And it's it's pretty spectacular. And there's a lot of Star Wars stuff like that. CC's a huge Star Wars fan, by the way, if you don't if you don't know that. And they do show they also show him getting ready for like Halloween and for like promos and stuff. And him getting makeup as Yoda was fantastic, by the way. Uh but but I got I got a little six degrees of separation with CC. My Go. cousin Scott put the carpet down in his house. Nice. Yep. We are connected to CC. And CC was never there, though. Never there when he was there. He was pissed. He was real pissed. But he, he did describe to me the house and, and a lot of the stuff that was in there. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but it was pretty awesome, he said. That is that is pretty sick. I mean, Angie and I got to, like, attend a and a with him a couple of years ago. And I had asked him about, like, this kid stole my thunder, like, two questions before me about what I wanted to ask him. So I know he's, like, a big sneakerhead, too, like I am. And I asked him about what his favorite Jordans were. So I was happy that we got we liked the same Jordans, like our favorites of both the Jordan 11s. So I got super hyped up about that. Angie asked him about his favorite pizza. Nice. And apparently we found out that at the time, at least, CC did not have a favorite pizza in New York, and he was pissed. He was, like, angry that he didn't have a favorite pizza. And Angie, of course, <laughs> tells him about – Angie tells him about roses. <laughs> and he was go. like, oh, that's random, but sure. I mean, and then – I don't know. Like before, he was supposed to stop playing. Andrew was supposed to bring roses to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I, I, it never, it never panned out. Um, but the documentary was, it was, it was pretty deep, man. They, they didn't really hold pull any punches. They, especially the drinking part. 
and the stuff about him and his father that was that was some pretty hardcore stuff man and it, I, I give him credit for giving access like the way that he did um so if you if you haven't had a chance check it out tim you check it out you know we can chat about it a little bit more it's really good and it's only a little over an hour it's not it's not the snyder cut it's not four hours <laughs> It's no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, so you can check out the uh, under the grapefruit tree on uh, on HBO Max when you get a chance. Um, and that kind of pretty much the Yankees part of it. But let's get to a quick question though before we get to our little Star Wars nugget, where I'm going to definitely defer to Tim on on this one, and we'll get into exactly why. Uh, Mike Domino jumping in. Mike, thanks a lot for the support and. And watch checking us out. Uh, I know I'm late, but man, the ninth inning was brutal for the Yankees. You know what the fuck? Yeah, dude, we 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 went over it. It it, it was it was pretty bad, man. And like the victory was there. It was right there for us, and just slipped away. But, and but like, like you said, zero and nine with runs in scoring position. He shouldn't have got to that point. Nope, you're right. It gets, it gets, when it gets to the point where that free runner is the game winner, you know you've you've had a bad day. So yeah. we blew we blew opportunities. We really did. But yeah, that free runner go F yourself major league baseball and you stupid free runner. <laughs> and Mike, you could all we I don't know if you missed it, but we were also talking about in the tenth inning with Judge on uh we got our free runner, which was Judge on second base with no outs, and uh they don't bunt Hicks to get him all to get Judge over. So there was that. And it, and actually in the top of the tenth inning, if you saw with the lead, the Blue Jays bunted a guy with two strikes. That's now that's totally two ends of the spectrum. The Jays are bunting a dude with two strikes, which you're never supposed to do. And then with us, it's like set up to tie the game, and we choose not to do that. So, whatever, man. Um, exactly. There's 161 left to go. It's 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 all good, man. We'll bounce back. Um, I, Domino, one of my favorite names. I always told him that since the beginning. Dom yes. I love it. I love Dom. I love Mike Domino. It sounds Mike great. Domino is a pretty is a pretty great name. I mean, you can pretty much do a lot of things. Kind of sounds like like a Batman villain or something. I was gonna say he's probably like the regular name for like a superhero or supervillain or something like that. Like, or do you think more he's the actual? You know, he's the actual guy. Could be a spy. Could be a spy. A Mike Domino. Yeah, it could be. Could be. <laughs> yeah, you can do a lot of things with that. <laughs> uh, Yanks never bunt and play small ball. I don't know why, Mike. The reason is because analytics tell you never give away free outs, which is no bunting, no stealing, no nothing. Just walk, get guys on here and there, and hope someone hits a two or three run homer. That's essentially what it tells you. I'm not saying I agree with it. I feel like I'm gonna have said this a thousand times in this episode. I'm just explaining it. It is not my strategy. That's not what we should put at the bottom of the screen. We do not agree with analytics, blah, blah, blah. We're <laughs> just explaining it. All the rules to the game at the bottom, so it would save people time. We do not like yeah. third, quarter across the bottom. <laughs> Let it, it, can be, <laughs> it can be a disclaimer. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, like they say, you know, the opinions shared by Major League Baseball are not what we – we do not condone these. Yeah, that's what we should, we should get a vid, our own video opening. The disclaimer will be, we do not agree with Aaron Hicks batting third. We do not agree with all analysts. <laughs> then boom, I <my> go. <laughs> that's what it should be. Uh, but we're going to we'll, – we'll, close out with a little Star Wars nugget because that's what our show does. As the Empire 6161 show, we're all Yankees as much as we can, but Tim and I also love Star Wars. Tim is a walking Star Wars encyclopedia, so we're going to we're gonna get his knowledge and, and yes, right behind him is Star Wars with his Yankee hat, so that's fantastic. 
happy show I do. That freaking sign is there. <laughs> it's it's a fixture. That's it. I mean, look at this. I, I forgot to reset my background. I got Spider-Man behind me instead of, like, Yankees bobblehead. So, you know, and here we are. Um, the Star Wars, the Bad Batch trailer dropped two days ago. Um, I'm still not up to date. I, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take me to catch up with the Clone Wars and Rebels and all this other shit. But what did you think of the Bad Batch trailer? I mean, from someone who hasn't seen it, I thought it looked pretty damn cool. Yeah, it did look pretty cool. And um, you don't really need to see watch the whole to catch up on the Clone Wars to know what the Bad Batch is. They're basically like they're a group of clones who, like they say, they're a bad batch. They don't follow orders. They play by their own rules. They, I mean, I guess they did work for the you know for the Empire in the beginning. Mm -hmm. After a while, they were like, you know, you know, we're gonna do our own thing. Uh, then of course, Grand Moff Tarkin tried to have them killed, and that was the end of that. They went off on their own, became kind of like. And you're gonna like this one, kind of like the aim of the yes. Star Wars universe. They yes. Just went out and yes. <laughs> do their own. Got a crazy amount of characters. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. I'm really, I'm really excited about the show. They, they were only in the new season of the Clone Wars. It just came out a year ago. Okay. Plus, first launch, they were, they were featured in that series. Um, yeah, and they were pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to the show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. was day May fourth. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, it's a perfect day to drop a new Star Wars series is on May, May the 4th. As, as we know, May the 4th be with you. Um, but all right, so can I, what if I jumped into the last season of Clone Wars? Would I be totally lost if I'm trying to watch that as prep for Bad Batch? I don't... Ooh, that's good. That's a good question. Maybe because of the Ahsoka stuff. Mm. You might. What's up, George? George, what's up, dude? Maybe because of the Ahsoka stuff, you might be a little lost, and it might ruin a few things for you. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just Clone Wars. I, I I've tried a couple of times, and it's it, I'm still in the first season. It, it's it's kind of rough at times. Oh, then you know what? I would if you still in the first season, I would skip. <laughs> I just skipped it. Then. I would skip then. Or, or do you think I do you think I should just watch the Bad Batch and yeah. just forget Clone Wars? Yeah, I think actually you you can get away with that because it's pretty. Okay. It's pre-Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Or it's during Clone Wars into the Empire years. So I think you can actually get away with that. All right. So I'm going to say it right now. I am going to watch The Bad Batch. I am in. That's it. I'm dropping my Clone Wars fiasco. I'm going to let it go. And that's it. If I need any if I need any context, I'll reach I'll just I'll ask you. Well what you what you should do is that you should go on, you know, on you know, Google it, you know, ideal episodes to catch up. And they'll give you the Ahsoka ones. They'll give you the Ezra ones. They'll give you all the things you need to know to catch up without having to watch every episode. That's probably your best bet at this point. If you're not okay. going to. Well, well, George is telling me what's up. Clone Wars is pretty good. Yeah. I don't know when was the last time you watched the first season of Clone Wars. And I, <coughs> it's, it, it's, I don't know. It's well, this times, man. An episode that, that the first five minutes is just R2 and C3PO, skip it. Skip it right away. There's a lot of episodes like that where it's just about them too. It's like, okay, I like the characters, but I don't want to watch a half-hour cartoon about them. So yeah. you skip to the next one. That it gets like that sometimes. And George, George is pushing me to stick with it. He's telling, all right. So I have conflicting stuff here. I mean, George is telling me to, to stick it out, dude. I, I watch a lot of shows, and for Granny's Peach TV, we cover a lot of shit. So time is of the essence, and I still didn't get to watch Godzilla versus Kong. So I watched I that. Know. I like to do a review on that. 
Well, we, we got to find... We were talking about this. We got to find a home for it, for like a Godzilla versus Kong thing where we just say, screw it. One of our shows is going to do it and you just deal with it. It's going to be off base, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. And so, George is saying it gets better, by the way. George is not... He's, he's not going to let me go on this giving up on Clone Wars stuff. It does get better. It, it gets a lot better. It really does. It's kind. Of, it's like it's like most shows where you know it might try to hook you into kids in, in the first season, and then it starts getting because you as you get towards the Empire, you get darker, you get darker and darker, and more bad stuff happens. You see what where Anakin's headed. You know where he's headed. So now you see yeah. how he gets there. Because you know the one thing that people bitched about was oh you know he he turned to the dark side so quickly. No, he didn't turn quickly. This was years and years and years of shit that happened. Yeah. To him. Make him turn finally, you know, the Padme thing was just the, the, the final thing that pushed him over the edge. Straw that broke the camel's back. Emperor's been turning him since he was nine years old. That's what some people don't understand. He's been getting in his head since the kid was nine years old. It wasn't like, oh, I, I'm a good guy. Slap my fingers. I'm a bad guy now. No. The Emperor got a hold of this kid from an episode one. Until the kid was 21 years old, 20, whatever old he was, in episode three, abusing this kid for years. And they said the Clone Wars is basically, you see, the path that he took and how he became who he is. So, I, I mean, it's worth watching. It, it really is worth watching, if you have the time. Yeah, it's just, I just, I don't know, I always feel like that with shows that have been seven seasons in now, and, they're, and it's like 20-something episodes, a lot of them. Yeah. It just seems like a daunting task to get over this. And again, you know some episodes are cool, some suck, though. I'll do you a favor. I'll have time. I have. To, I'm looking at the Blu-ray right now. It has the, the each episode has the, the thing, the the synopsis. I'll go through them, and I'll write down which ones you can skip. Okay. And I'll and I'll give you a list of which ones you can actually skip, and it has nothing to do with, you know, like I said, there's a lot of Archie ones. There's a lot of side character episodes. You're like, oh my god, this sucks. Archie's the MVP though. He is. What the hell? <laughs> him and Threepio are on their own missions. It's kind of it's kind of boring. Okay. So. That's that's fair enough. I tried. I did. Wa I watched one episode with them already, and yeah. it was like Jar Jar was in it. And then you know how I feel about that. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. what am I doing?" They were gonna have Mace Windu and Jar Jar team up. I thought it was a joke, and then it happened, and I was like, "What is going on? Like, who, who, who smoked crack and thought this was a good idea?" Is it a good episode? It actually wasn't that bad because oh, so that's not gonna be on the skip list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have another. The other Star Wars news is the original Clone Wars is coming to Disney uh, Netflix. On the Netflix, the Disney Plus. I did um, see that when they, had, when they had the two-minute little micro episodes, they called them. Mm -hmm. That's coming, and I rec highly recommend watching those two because there's a lot of cool little cool things that happen. You actually see Mace Windu kicks ridiculous amount of ass in one of those episodes. I mean, he takes on an entire army of droids and wins with no problem. So those are badass episodes. Uh, the two Ewok made-for-TV movies are coming also. I would avoid them. I'm gonna watch them. I'm gonna watch them. I liked them as a kid, and I'll no, probably hate them. And I'll hate them now. If you want to go, you know, it's it, they're kids' movies. Don't go in there and, and then start screaming how the Ewoks suck. This and that. They're kids' movies made for children. They're not made for us. They're made for children. So don't go in, into these movies screaming. But the second one gets kind of it's kind of dark. Again, I don't use that word again. But yeah, the first one's like very you know ha 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 where yeah. Ewoks hanging out with this family, and the second one takes a big twist. So you're like, alright, that's a little weird. And then uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, the, and the micro-episodes. I highly recommend watching the micro-episodes when they come out because they were really cool for two minutes each. So with the micro-episodes, how long will it take me to watch the entire run? 
At two minutes each. One or literally two minutes each. So it's going to take you, what, 12 minutes, 15 minutes to watch the first season? I'm going to binge it in one day. (laughs) (laughs) Binge that on the toilet in one shot. Exactly. (laughs) And then the second season, I I think they boosted them up to five minutes, maybe? Maybe? Yeah, maybe. So, but no, but they're really cool episodes. They're really, and the animation might throw you off at first, but they're really cool. There's a lot of cool things that happen in them. You actually see why uh, General Grievous coughs like he's a smoker. They, they show why. I, and I don't know why right now, so I'm at, now I'm interested. I'm now not, I want to know. I, no, don't spoil it. I want to know why General but, Grievous uh, is like an 80-year-old woman who had smoked her whole life. Exactly, and, they, and they, this, this, this explains why. So, yeah, I recommend those when they come out, though. And don't yell at me about the Ewoks. Like I said, they're for children. By the way, Farachi, he's going on shows talking shit because we're in the Fantasy Baseball League, the Pop Culture Pro's Fantasy Baseball League, and we're playing each other this week, so you know it's never going to end. All right, we'll see about you, Luis Castillo. Like, Farachi, I'm actually kind of shocked you can say the name or type the name Luis Castillo being a Met fan, and especially you saying it's us. I know you're not talking about the same guy, but <laughs> that's, that takes balls. Boss, we need we need a new now that movies are coming back. We need a, a brand new movie review show. I think we do. I saw I saw Kong vs Godzilla. I'd like to mm-hmm. talk. And it's not Grumpy Tim. Well, it could be Grumpy Tim, but it's not really Grumpy Tim. It's it's you know. Well, We're not gonna get Grumpy Tim talking about Kong and Godzilla. No way. No. Yes and no. Yes. Oh, and- oh, oh, all right. We're, we're not we're not going down this road. I'm yeah. gonna I'm planning to watch it tomorrow. When I'm watching. Know- when you see it, you'll know. Yeah, I'm watching Convert. I'm watching Falcon Winter Soldier because you know that's what I do. I watch it like twice on Fridays because that's uh, wow. Yes, yes, Farachi. That's a low blow. That's Ric Flair. Wham! Right there. You started this, not me. <laughs> um, don't start none, won't be none. Um, yeah, no, Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm gonna Mighty Ducks. By the way, you haven't, if you you're into that, dude, I I loved it. I loved the first episode. I thought it was pretty hey, awesome. I thought it was a cool little cool, cool show. Gordon Bomb being yeah. a real dick. Cool. But you, but but by the way, you like you have a your son's playing sports though. So I think they're really leaning into like how parents now are like getting crazy and obsessed with their kids. You can see that's what they're leaning into. And you know, I, I get it. And I think it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I just tell him that I tell him to keep his head up because Jackson's starting to play tackle. I, okay, so keep your head up. Don't put your head up. That's all I've told him so far. Don't put your head yeah. down when you tackle. That's how you get hurt. That's the only thing I've told him so far, and then, and that's smart. No, I don't think you have a personal trainer or anything oh. like that, or conditioning coach. God, he he got he got three jam fingers the other day, and I just laughed. I laughed because it's just you know it's part of the game. That's what happens. I didn't go out and you know massage it in buttermilk and get him a trainer and and hook him up to a electrolysis machine to fix him. No, I said fucking yank him and put some ice on it. You'll be fine. Exactly. No, I you said, do the you do the thing. You tell him come over here real quiet. Let me take a look at it, and then pop. Don't yeah, tell him it's coming. Just pop it. Yeah, you just yank on him. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, no, during basketball. Hey, listen, during, you can ask Sam. I'm so sure Sam knows what I'm talking about. When we play basketball, jam fingers all the time. I used to start pre-taping them yeah, ahead yeah. of time. So Yeah, exactly. I told him, I said, put your glove on, tape the three fingers, you're good to go. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, um, one last Star Wars news real quick is they released the cast list for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yes. Obi-Wan's back, and so is Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. So I'm very, very, very excited about that. Yeah. That oh, I can't you, wait. You, you know where I'm at with it, too. I'm super excited to see Ewan McGregor, you know, back 
and everything. And we get um, uh, what's, what the hell's his name that played um, his uncle? Yeah, I always forget his name, but he has Uncle Owen. I know Taron Taron Edgerton or something like that. Yeah, agree, yeah, um, whatever. Agree, yeah, Joel Ag Joel Joel, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the name I dropped was like the dude from uh, Kingsman. Yeah, from Kingsman. Yeah, Eggy. Eggy, whatever, yeah, whatever his name. Definitely not. But yeah, Eggie. that that looks looks pretty cool. Um, I am beyond pumped up for that one. I I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with that show. Yeah, so, me too. And we're gonna cover it. We're gonna cover it right here. I better not come out during baseball season because that's gonna be a pain in the balls if we're gonna start doing that. That's true. It's gonna be a lot. Our of, our, our show's gonna get a lot longer then if if that's if that's where we're heading. But she went in there. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. Cool. So, where we'll we'll wrap it up on, on that note. Then, uh, thanks for joining us. Whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, wherever the heck you can find us, we're everywhere. Find Pop Culture Pros. Subscribe, like it, do whatever you got to do to it. Come to Empire One Six One uh, Shows group, fan uh, page on Facebook. Join our group. Join the daily discussion. There's tons of nonsense about Yankees and Star Wars and everything else you can think about. Uh, that's that's around here. Um, see what do we got coming up? That's it for the week. Uh, Monday A to Z. Tim's partner on uh, the Just Too Sweet show. Eric has his own show that goes on on Mondays. Tuesday, if you're into wrestling, you can catch Tim. Tim does the show with Eric called the Just Too Sweet show. They cover everything on wrestling. Uh, four quarter show. Dave, who dropped in our comment section before, he does that show. He goes out and, and debates a bunch of uh, basketball, baseball, football, whatever you name it. They're all about that. Um, Wednesday, if you're a Mets fan, and I know we have some Mets fans that check out our show, but there's also the Put It In The Book show. So if you want to get more Mets-oriented baseball talk, you can go check them out too. Watch both shows. Watch them all. That's fine. Normally on Wednesdays is Granny's Peach Tea, where we cover comic books and TV movies and TV shows, which some guy has Yankees tickets that's a co-host on that show. So he will not be able to do Wednesday's show. We're going to be on next Friday. So for Granny's Peach Tea, come and check that out if that's your jam. Um, and the other shows, I'm not 100%. Oh, Kyle and Jade are all over the place. If you're into movies, Kyle and Jade do a fantastic job covering movies. They have special guests on all the time. Jader's in the know. He's in, in, in everywhere, so he's got that going. Um, quick. Oh, yes, George. Good night. Thank you very much. Good show. Thank you. We appreciate that. I was on my uh, closing ramble over there. Um, and I don't know when Millennium Meltdown is coming back and the Stream Wars. Uh, Stream Wars is usually the last Thursday in every month, they said. So they might be on. Actually, they should have been on already. Yeah, I right. I think they wait until next month. Um, Pro Tunes, the music show, which me yes. and Keith, we did the first three episodes on the doors. We will continue that. You know, people got things going on in their lives that they got to take care of. So Keith had to take some care of things. Uh, nothing bad. He's all good, but he will be back. We will be doing that show most likely next week. We will finish up the doors, and then, like I said, after that, anybody can talk about anything musically they want, which I'm looking forward to. Ed, you can talk about Journey and how much you hate them. No, uh, you don't want that. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Ed screamed about Journey for 30 minutes. No, pretty funny. Nobody wants, nobody wants um, to see that. That's pretty cool. Uh, look on YouTube, and that means, I said, if you like the doors, me and Keith broke down the first three albums uh, song by song. We're going to that up and then uh yeah i said another set of guys from pop culture pros will do another album that another or another group or another set of songs or another music video whatever so stay tuned for that also all right and uh and as far as we go for empire 161 
So Tim and I are going to plan to try to find a home for the show. So the plan is we're going to be back, not this Sunday. It's Easter, and plus we just did a show today. So we're going to be back on uh, April 11th. We're shooting for like 6 o'clock because the Yanks play the Rays at 1 o'clock that day, so we want to make sure there's no uh, the game still not going on. So we're going to aim for 6 o'clock on Sunday nights, and we're going to see how that works out. And, you know, we got to bounce around a little bit when we got them, but that's going to be the home that we're shooting for. So hopefully we can get that done. So, uh, Tim, you got any closing goodbye thoughts, or we're, we're good to go? We are good to go. Let's see uh, the Yankees rebound. I hate the day after their opening day because there's no baseball. Well, no yes. Yankee baseball anyway. But uh, that's okay. One one game down, no problem. Aaron Hicks should not bat third. That's all. Exactly. Yes, Boone, if you ever get to hear this, or Cashmere, or anyone else, if George Costanza hears this, please get the word to, to Aaron Boone and Cashman. No more Hicks batting third. So uh, for Tim, for myself, you know, take it easy, stay safe out there, and let's go Yankees. Later, guys.